Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Some of you, like Abram, have made a conscious decision to follow Christ. You've given up money because you wanted to do the right thing, you've given up position because you wanted to live for God. You have given when you didn't even have enough to give at times. But you have made personal sacrifices. The enemy will come when you're all alone and say, was it worth it? Is it worth it? Reaching up high with arms open wide we see You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and Walking with Christ will force us to give up things or sometimes put energy toward things which we would not have otherwise done living by worldly standards. Pastor Ed tells us that because of this, there will be times where the enemy will come to us and ask, was it worth it? With correct perspective and true understanding of God, the answer is always a resounding yes. Even if following God happens to cost us everything here on earth, what we gain is an eternity in heaven, which will shadow any and everything here. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message. Building in faith. God is between you and Pharaoh's army. Believer, don't worry. God is between you and every enemy that you have and every trial that you have. He is your shield. Hallelujah. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Said David. And he went on to say, When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when mine enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear the war break out against me. Even then will I be confident. See, God tells us in his word that we can have an assurance in the midst of adversity, in the midst of difficulty. David trusted in God. He said, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? The Lord is the strength of my life, the stronghold of my life. Remember... The horrendous pictures of people fleeing the crumbling towers on 9-11. The most expensive real estate in the United States was not secure against terrorists. Those towers crumbled into the dust as people fled in fear. I tell you, you could take refuge In the Lord our God, and never have a fear, never worry, never be overcome by fear. Because God is a refuge and a fortress. And if God puts his hand of protection upon you, no one can touch you. And if it's your time, praise the Lord, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a curious verse found in the book of Job. Satan comes to God. And he wants to touch Job, and he makes a statement. Not everything Satan says is true, but some things he says is. And this is true. 
Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? See, God had put a hedge around Job, and Satan couldn't touch him. And God allowed the hedge to come down a little, and he said, okay, you could touch his goods, but not him. And then the enemy came back, and he said, well, if you allow me to touch his flesh, he said, I'll allow that, but that's as far as you're going to go. See, the enemy can only touch you so far. He can only do so much to you when God puts his protection upon you. He can't come behind or around or over or under that hedge. God sovereignly watches over you. Abram, don't be afraid. I want you to know that God is a shield. Abram, don't be afraid. I want you to know that God will watch you at night and he'll watch you when you rise in the morning. Abram, don't worry about your enemies. God is greater than your enemies. Abram, I'm your shield. Hallelujah. Some of you, like Abram, have made a conscious decision to follow Christ. You've given up money because you wanted to do the right thing. You've given up position because you wanted to live for God. You have given when you didn't even have enough to give at times. But you have made personal sacrifices. The enemy will come when you're all alone. And say, was it worth it? Is it worth it? That's where Abram was. But what did God say to him? Abraham, or Abram, I am your reward. We will be rewarded by God. He will compensate us. He is no man's debtor. You will not come out on the short end of the stick when you serve God. He promises to be faithful. He said, I am your reward. Abraham, I'm going to give you myself. I'd rather have God than have riches. I'd rather be poor with God than be rich without God. I'd rather walk in sickness and have God than have perfect health and not have God. For with God, you are rich. With God, you are wealthy. With God, you have everything that you need. Abram, want you to know that God is your rewarder. You turned away the rewards of the world. You turned away the riches of the world. You turned away what the world would have given you on a silver platter. But God, but God, but God is going to bless you. Abram, you're going to be blessed beyond your wildest imagination. Abram, you're going to be blessed for generations to come. And your children are going to be blessed and you're going to be a blessing hallelujah god is both the rewarder and the reward of his people when you hear the enemy coming trying to bring you into that dark room so that you could look at your past triumphs and victories and question their validity hear him saying fear not and let faith answer the door and you'll find no one there ah listen to him say to you i am your shield i'm gonna get you to heaven i'm your mighty fortress i am your reward i am the one who is going to take care of your tomorrows i'm gonna take care of your tomorrows all of them now both Fears and disappointments create spiritual darkness in our heart. 
There was a disappointment in Abram's heart. He didn't express it, but it was there. It happens with you and it happens with me. But God speaks to that disappointment. Life hasn't always happened the way Abram thought it would happen. How many of you, when you got saved, came to Christ, thought the Christian life would be a lot different? Oh, you got saved. You were so happy. You came into church and you said, this is the greatest thing. I'm going to be with Christians. I'm going to be with believers. And then all of a sudden you realize that they're less than perfect. You say, oh my, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And then you got saved and you're you're walking with the Lord. You're living for God. And you come to a recognition that this Christian life is hard. It was sometimes, in some ways, in some cases, easier before you were saved. Now that you're saved, boy, is it different. Before you were saved, you just gave in to temptation. You did what you wanted. Now you've got to resist the thing. Now it's difficult. Now it's hard. You're saying, wait a minute. This is not exactly what I thought it would, would be. Life is, to most of us, a continuous process of getting used to things we hadn't expected. That's true. Oh, God, I thought marriage was going to be so easy. Oh, our marriage is going to be so different than everyone else. Oh, I love counseling newly married couples. (laughs) No, I do, I do. (laughs) But you recognize Life is not what you always anticipated. There's some trials along the way. There's some, oh, we're going to have the most perfect children. Get to bed for the 10th time. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you any more money after this. <laughs> well, you know the rest of the story, parents. Uh, there's a lot of things in life that we have to adjust to. We realize it's not what we always expect. Abram's right there. God speaks to him. He's about 75 years old. Abram, I'm going to bless you. You're going to have a son. Oh, man, great, a child. Oh, Sarah, you know we're going to have a child together. Okay. One year goes by. Hmm. Two years. Uh, Abram, it's five years ago that God spoke to you. No, 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 God God said that to me. The calendar now is 10 years. God doesn't use the same clock that we use. He is not on our daytimer. See, there was flawed reasoning that produced disappointment in Abram's life. Listen to his complaint. And it's okay to complain to God. It's all right to take your frustrations to him. He doesn't... Shun you away. Abraham's coming with this type of attitude. Lord, I I believe. Help thou my unbelief. That sound familiar? Not just because it's in the Bible, but because it's in our experience. Listen to his words. Verses 2 to 3. And Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? Don't you remember God promised you, Abram? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. That was the custom that the household servant manager would become the heir if there were no children. And Abram said, you've given me, God, remember, no children. Remember this. God's 
delays are not his denials. There are times that we have to wait and wait and wait and wait. I remember Midge, such a godly woman. But she didn't just become a godly woman instantaneously. She lived with a cantankerous, unsaved husband. Many times she thought of leaving. But God gave her a promise. Pray for your husband. Someday he'll be saved. And she stayed with him simply because she wanted to see him come and find Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. Well, he died in his 90s. And two weeks before he died, he gave his life to Christ. (laughs) Now, amen. She had the joy of winning him to Jesus Christ. You say, boy, that was a long, long time. Yeah, it was a long time. But let me tell you, something happened in Midge's life over those years. She became a a godly prayer warrior, a woman of God, an example to all of the ladies in the church. When people wanted someone to intercede for them, they'd run the Midge because she walked with God. Look at Abram's life. Go from one chapter to the next. It seems like trial, testing, temptation. When does it ever stop? God said, Abram, you'll die in peace. Remember, God does not look at your life in the way you look at this life. We look at this life and we go to Barnes & Noble and we want to buy get-rich-quick books. In one year, earn a million dollars, you know, that type of thing. God is interested in your character. He's interested in eternity. A lot of times, the way we look at life and think about life is far different than the way God looks and thinks about life. Be assured of this. Listen to Paul. Paul prays three times, remove this thorn, remove this thorn, remove this thorn. And the message comes back, Paul, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Listen, don't let it take you 80 years to realize that's the story. That's the story of your life and my life. Don't go into this world and don't travel through this world with this idea that life is like Hollywood portrays it in a short hour they solve complex problems in a short moment's time they suddenly are able to solve incredibly difficult problems this world jesus said you'll find troubles and tribulations but be of good cheer because i have overcome this world beloved in the midst of trials you could rejoice in the midst of sorrow you could have joy you could have dancing in the midst of a storm you could be dancing as it were in the midst of a a great fiery trial because God is on the inside God speaking to you working in you even in the darkest hour of your life remember it's only 60 minutes long It'll be over. It will. It will. It will. Live for eternity. Live for God. Live 
for that which lasts. See, we have lost a sense in our time of a truth that those in the Reformation and before the Reformation had, they had this idea that man was here to live for God and that eternity is what we were preparing for. We have so set our roots down in this present world that we think that all of the reward, it is here. No, it isn't. It isn't. It's up there for the believer. It's over there for the believer. See, Abram wasn't going to see the realization of all of those promises that God gave him in this present life, but he is seeing it now from heaven's porthole. And I tell you, God is true to his word and true to his promises and true to what he says. And if you follow him in eternity, you'll never be disappointed. This life is just a moment. It goes by in just a matter of seconds, but that life is eternal and that lasts forever and ever. And that is which we live for eternity. Amen. Now, as flawed reasoning, God replies to it in verses 4 to 5. Then the word of the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir. See, he corrects him. He tells him. There are ideas sometimes that we have that are so off, that are so wrong. God has to correct us. He said, wait, wait, wait. Get your thinking right. You're here to serve me, not yourself. Clarification. He gives him clarification. He said, okay, I am going to give you a son. It's going to be from your own body. He clarifies his thinking. We need at times, those times where God corrects us because we have flawed reasoning and be teachable, be open, be ready to listen to God when God suddenly comes and shakes you a little and says, listen, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Listen to me. And then clarification. He says, okay, this is what I have for your life. This is what I intend for you. Confirmation. I love this one. Now, this vision took place over a real period of time, this encounter with God. If, as you read chapter 15, it's more than just one day. It, it, it starts and it goes through the night into the next day. Here he is, and God says to Abram, come on out with me. Look up there. What do you see? Stars. Okay. Start counting them, Abram. Okay. One, two, three. Is there a while now? God, I, I can't do it. I can't add that many. The best telescopes haven't been able to count all of the stars and solar systems that are out there. It just goes on and on. Abram, I want you to know I'm going to bless you beyond your ability to even comprehend. See, that's the way God blesses. That's the way God blesses. Beyond your ability. You can't see all the good things that God has prepared for you. You can't understand all that he has for you. Every time Abram went out and he looked at that sky, I believe he was reminded of what God said to him. Now, I believe this, that God gives you a verse of scripture 
He speaks to you. He tells you his plans concerning your life. And maybe that passage of scripture will come to you back again and again and again. Or something that God has spoken to your heart. It comes back five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. It comes back again and again because God is trying to remind you that he has a promise for you. That he has a destiny for you. He has a purpose for you. And so when God speaks to you, do what Abraham did. It says, Abraham Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God. What a beautiful word. That word believed turned the light on in Abram's life. That word believed made the promises of God accessible to him. That's the first time it's used in scripture. The first time it's used in the Bible is here where Abraham believed God. Paul takes up that word and builds the great doctrine of justification by faith on it from Romans to Galatians. He talks about how Abram believed God and it was imputed to him righteousness. David had failed God terribly. He had sinned dramatically. And there were no offerings for the sins that he had committed. Adultery, murder. But listen to what the text says. Psalm 51. And then also Psalm 32. Psalm 51 reads... Do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in the burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. There was no offering that David could bring. There was no sacrifice that David could make. He had failed. But he believed that God forgives. He believed and his sins were washed away and cleansed. And that's what Paul is saying. James even talks about Abraham's belief transforming his life into a life of activity. See, believe God. When God speaks, will you believe him? Perhaps something happened inside of you, something transpired in your life, and all of a sudden it seems like the lights have been turned off. You've been in that dark room, and all you're producing is negative pictures. All you see the you of life in, in, in is, is just a negative perspective. Do you hear the Father speaking? Fear not. Don't be afraid. I have not forgotten you. I have not lost track of you. I know exactly where you're at. Do you hear him? Do you hear heaven speaking to earth? There was a story in the newspaper of two women who had the same first, middle, and last name. And they were born on the same day. Not only were they born on the same day, they had the same social security number. Now, it took a real long time for the internal revenue to straighten this all out. But... Both of their fathers were named Robert. Both of these women studied cosmetology. Both of them worked as bookkeepers. Both had children 21 and 19 years old. But finally, they convinced the government that Patricia Ann Campbell of Oregon was not the same as Patricia Ann Campbell of Colorado. And they were able to get different social security numbers. You may look like someone else. You may even sound like them on the phone. Some may confuse you with that other person, but God never does. God knows your name. You're not lost in the crowd to him. 
when you're all by yourself and you feel so lonely and the tears just stream down, when you begin to even question the things that you did for God and you wonder if they have any value and you begin even to question perhaps those spiritual encounters, stop for a moment In your darkness, let God speak. Don't be afraid. I'm your shield. I'm your reward. I will keep my promise to you. Thank you, Pastor Ed, for bringing us that great teaching from the life of Abraham. We have so much more to learn from the man who lived such an incredible life of faith and yet still messed up sometimes, trying to make God's promises come true on his own. When we're in that space of waiting for God to come through and fulfill his promises, it's so easy to take our eyes off him and try to make things happen with our own efforts. We hope today's message encouraged you to keep your eyes fixed on God today and commit to waiting for him to do things in his timing. Doing life in community with other believers encourages us and strengthens us as we wait on Jesus. Do you have a church home? If you're in or around Poughkeepsie, New York, you're invited to join us at Faith Assembly. We'd love to be the people who come around you to encourage you in this life. We have services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. filled with biblical teaching from Pastor Ed and worshiping God together. You'll find directions and more information when you visit our website, buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on the Back to Home page tab. If you aren't in the area but would still like to listen to more of Pastor Ed's teachings, check out buildinginfaithradio.com as well. There you can find a wide variety of archived messages from Pastor Ed. We've enjoyed our time together with you today, and we hope you'll tune in next time for Building in Faith. Your word restores.